Hello and welcome again to Let's Get Sexy, the podcast where I read an erotic story and you listen to it. Thank you for joining me for episode 3 of series 6, in which the story that I am reading and you are listening to is Undercover Stripper by UK underscore writer underscore 53. I say this every time and I'm not going to stop now, but if you've listened to the podcast before then you'll know that I do not read the chapters ahead of time. I don't know what's going to happen in this week's episode. Theoretically it could be anything. If you missed last week's episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it before you listen to this one, although I am going to do a quick recap just to get us all up to speed and refresh the mind on the progress of the story so far. Last week, there was a steamy sex scene between Jess and Tom, which was a welcome break from the argument which consumes most of their time together, about whether or not it's appropriate for Jess to become involved in Tom's police investigation. Tom decided to get the ball rolling on his undercover operation by heading over to the club, Sin City, where he met Daryl, the head of security, his wife, who's a stripper at the club, Clarice, and the infamous Gregor Markov, who's the club boss. He was able to wangle himself a job in security, and he might think that Tom would feel pretty accomplished having achieved that. But on the way home, he stopped into a cafe to have the devastating realisation that working as a bouncer at the club probably wasn't going to get him enough information, and that Jess's idea about her going in undercover as a stripper is probably a better tactic, albeit a risky one. And Tom found himself even more conflicted when he realised that he had a, (laughs) what was it, a diamond cutter of an erection (laughs) in his pants. Even the thought of his wife taking her clothes off for money in front of strangers. Naturally, he went straight home to break the news about his new job to Jessica, and they had yet another argument about whether or not she should be involved. Tom explained in some detail about what would be expected of Jessica if she was going to go undercover as a stripper, and the couple both admitted to each other that they found the idea very arousing. And having talked very openly about what they planned to do, both Tom and Jessica seem to be getting quite hot under the collar. And it looks as though we're going to kick off chapter 3 exactly where we left off with Tom and Jessica maybe about to have sex. I think that looked like where it was going. Quick word on the stats. Chapter 3 is 8.9 thousand words. It's got a 4.74 star rating, which means it is a H for hot story. It's at 11.5 thousand views, 22 likes, and there are 8 comments which we'll go through at the end. Until then, please enjoy Chapter 3. Reveal all except the truth Undercover stripper Take off your clothes and move your body to distract the eye. Nobody knows that underneath you're an undercover spy. Reveal all except the truth. Undercover stripper. Never tell them. With the discussion over, Tom picked up his wife in his arms. Laughing, Jessica looked submissively into his eyes and wrapped her hands around his neck as he carried her through to their bedroom. 
Are you going to fuck me, honey? She whispered submissively, biting her lower lip with eager expectation. I'm going to fuck you till you can't walk, Tom replied. It was probably going to be the other way round, but it sounded good to him. Jess giggled when, reaching the bed, he dumped her unceremoniously onto it before pulling off his top and reaching for the zip on his jeans. Laying there, she looked up at him wide-eyed, as she did likewise, and dragged her own clothes off. Her t-shirt and bra were quickly deposited on the floor, her cute little breasts exposed to his gaze by the time he was fully naked, his erection jutting out from his groin like a lance. As she unzipped her jeans, her husband grabbed the bottom of them, flipping her onto her back and forcefully yanking them down her long legs. Oh, she squealed, wriggling her panties down so they came off along with her jeans, leaving her laying nude on the bed. Both of them were too wound up to wait after the conversation they'd just had, and her legs spread wide as he immediately mounted her, his hard cock sliding straight into her wet, glistening pink slit. Oh, fuck yes, yes, fuck me, Tom, just fuck me, cried Jessica as she reached for him and pulled him against her, drawing her knees back and pushing her thighs wider as his solid length slipped straight into her hot cunt. Drawing his lips down to hers, she wrapped her legs around his, his iron hard rod now sheathed fully inside her. Bloody hell, Jess, you're fucking soaked. Tom couldn't help but comment on how wet their conversation about what might happen to her had got her. I know, please, I'm so horny, please baby, fuck me. With that, he began to thrust steadily into her, quickly settling into an easy rhythm, his cock sliding back and forth between her sensitive labia as they folded in around his rod. Take me, take me like they would, please, just like they'd use me, she whimpered, gazing into his eyes while her hips continued grinding up to meet his deep strokes. Withdrawing his length from her body, he flipped her over onto her hands and knees before driving his rampant shaft back into her waiting hole. With his dick spearing her body, he grabbed her by the hair, yanking back hard, pulling her head up as he began to fuck her vigorously. You want it like this, do you, bitch? He said, with his hips slapping her pert ass on every stroke. He grunted breathlessly. Yes, oh yes, fuck me, fuck me. Her squeals grew louder with every thrust, and she knew she was close to coming. Oh, ah, oh, shit, shit, I'm nearly there, Tom gasped. His erection started to throb as he pounded relentlessly into her dripping quim. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, fuck. Jessica pushed back against him, her pussy clenching on his pulsating manhood. Losing all coordination, Tom pistoned his length into his wife's clutching tunnel again and again, driving it as deep into her sex as he could. "'Come!' cried Jess as her orgasm overwhelmed her, dragging him over the top with her as he buried his shaft into her one final time, his prick spasming as it spurted a copious amount of his precious seed into her fertile belly. "'Oh, fuck, Jess! Oh, fuck!' grunted Tom, groaning with pleasure as he collapsed onto her, his weight pressing her flat on the bed beneath him. They lay panting for ages, until, regaining his composure, he rolled off of his wife and lay back breathing slowly as she turned onto her side and cuddled into him. For a few moments neither of them said anything as they contemplated what they were intending to do and the possibility of what could result. So, are we going to do this? It was Jess who finally broke the silence. I guess so. Tom's voice clearly reflected his apprehension over what might occur. We'll be okay, as long as we're honest about whatever happens won't we? His wife tried to sound upbeat, but he could sense the nervousness in the way she spoke. Two rules then, Tom proposed. First, honesty at all times. And second, if one of us wants to call a halt, we stop. No arguments. Agreed? Agreed. Jessica leaned over and kissed him before sliding up off the bed. 
Shit, I'm leaking, she giggled, shoving her hand between her thighs to catch his cum as it oozed out of her slit and making a dash for the bathroom. After cleaning themselves up and getting dressed, they sat down with a coffee while Jessica apprehensively phoned the club. Oh, hi, um, I'm phoning about your ad for, um, for exotic dancers? What's the name, honey? A man's voice at the other end spoke. Um, it's Jessica, Jessica, uh, Davies. She used her maiden name, as her husband had suggested. Can you come in for an audition and a chat sometime? More disembodied words came from the phone. Um, I could come in Friday, if that's okay. Make it eleven, just before we open. The voice obviously agreed. Fine, Friday at eleven, I can do that, thanks. With that she hung up. That's it then, I have an audition Friday morning. Jessica looked more than a little apprehensive now. Her husband Tom grinned at her. After their discussion and her deciding that she could do whatever was required to get her story, she was now getting nervous about the interview she'd just arranged. So, what now? Jess looked at him. For the minute, we relax. You practice your routine and sort out some outfits, then we'll wait till Friday, he informed her. Maybe I should go out shopping for some stuff. I mean, I've no idea what strippers wear. Suddenly she started to panic. Tom laughed at her in sudden confusion. Calm down. We'll head out in a bit and look around some shops, but basically it's mainly underwear, a bikini or two, and maybe some little shorts or a micro skirt. Jess looked sceptical about his suggestions. Really? That's all? Well, the punters want to see what's underneath, not you spending ten minutes unbuttoning whatever you got on. I suppose that makes sense, I guess, she agreed, after giving his comment a minute or two's thought. With that settled, the two of them finished their drinks and headed out to the shops to see what they could find. It was almost three hours later, and early evening when they returned home, laden with half a dozen bags of clothes that Jessica had found scouring the cheaper stores, charity shops, and Victoria's Secrets. With two bikinis, one a rather fetching camouflage pattern, and the other in a bright blue, several sets of underwear in assorted colours, and a tiny pair of denim shorts, and three rather minuscule skirts, she had all she needed to start stripping. After dinner, Jess put on her first practice show for her husband, Wearing just her high heels and a bikini, she sashayed into the living room and put on some music before she started to dance. Sitting back with a beer, ready to enjoy the show, he had to remind himself that he was supposed to be being critical and offering advice as Jess began to sway her hips sensually in front of him. She had always been a good dancer, but this was different and she seemed more than a little hesitant. Relax and just do what comes naturally, he suggested simply, trying to be helpful. Jess nodded. Okay, I'll do my best. Taking a breath, she began to run her hands lightly over her body, brushing them across her breasts and playing with her hair as she moved a little more sensuously, all while keeping her eyes focused on her husband's. Starting to get into it, Jess twirled around, bumping her hips as she danced slowly and sexily, until, as the first track was coming to an end, she reached up behind her back and undid the strings holding her bikini top. "'Looking good,' said Tom, winking encouragingly while he adjusted the bulge in his jeans." With it undone, she smiled at him and held the small cups over her modest breasts for a few seconds as she continued to sway, teasing her husband with her suggestive hip movements. Then she let her top fall away, throwing it aside and exposing her tits, her nipples already noticeably hard. Now topless, she gyrated a little faster and cupped her breasts, squeezing them together gently, teasing her teats into even firmer peaks. With an inviting grin, she turned her back to him and paused, her feet spread apart as she bent over at the waist, so just the thin strip of blue material stretched tightly over her slit protected her modesty. 
Standing upright, she smiled sexily, and her dancing became even more erotic, as she caressed her body while she moved, totally lost in the music. When the second track came to an end, her fingers undid the strings of her bottoms, her hands holding the scrap of material in place for a few more seconds. Then, as the third and final track began, she pulled her panties away, so she was now dancing naked, apart from her heels, and Tom wondered how much of what he had told her she would remember. He quickly found out, when she laid back on the floor, her legs pressed close together, her feet pointing straight up in the air, and then slowly spread them apart, giving him a glorious view of her completely shaven sex. Riveted, he gazed at her pink slit, glistening with her juices, until she put her legs together again and rolled over onto her front. For the remainder of the song, Jessica posed on the floor, her legs opening wide again and again to show every detail of her pussy in a variety of positions. Finally, as the track ended, she laid back and spread her legs wide one last time, running her finger slowly along the length of her slit, letting it slip between her labia before bringing it up to her lips as a finale. Well? she asked, looking nervously up at her husband as the music stopped. How was I? He stared at his wife in amazement, his cock tenting out the front of his pants. That was fucking incredible. You'll get the job for certain if you do that. You're not just saying that, are you? Remember, we said we had to be honest about everything. She looked more than a little apprehensive. He made a couple of minor comments about her performance. Perhaps she could be a little more suggestive when she was clothed, and keeping her pussy covered a little longer when her bottoms were undone. However, these were to make her feel better about her performance than something that was absolutely necessary. Jessica seemed happier after that, but she insisted on doing it once more, just to make sure she got it right, before they retired to bed to make love again. Thursday was spent digging for information, Jessica on the internet, while Tom had a few calls to make. By the end of the day, they weren't a lot further forward, although they had established that several bars in the area had been brought up by Deluxe Entertainment. They also found another company, Myriad Enterprises, was the sole owner of Deluxe, and interestingly, it also operated through a solicitor, one James O'Connell. Friday morning was a fairly silent time for both Tom and Jessica. They were awake early and found themselves sitting at the kitchen table with a mug of coffee, each of them immersed in their own thoughts. Look, you don't have to go if you don't want to, her husband finally spoke, breaking the sombre mood that had descended over the two of them. It's just that I'm worried. About us. Looking at him for reassurance, she asked. What if this breaks us up? It won't as long as we're honest with each other. We both know what might happen. And you're sure you aren't going to divorce me if I let someone else? You know, fuck me. Jess asked him quietly. Tom shook his head. No way. You're mine, and we're staying married. She leant over and kissed her husband. So, are we doing it? He asked, after they broke apart. Jessica looked at him and smiled thinly. We've come this far. It seems silly not to try now. He breathed a sigh of relief. He should have been screaming at his wife to stop it all before it really got started, but for whatever reason, he wanted her to do it. He wanted to watch her stripping in front of dozens of lecherous men. "'What are you going to wear for the audition?' Tom said, changing the subject and trying to keep the mood upbeat. "'I thought maybe the camo bikini, with my black stilettos. What do you think?' She looked at him for an opinion. "'Well, that makes sense. He practised in the blue one, and it comes off easy enough.' Agreeing with her choice, they lapsed into silence again. Finishing his coffee, Tom checked his watch and got up from the chair." I better get ready. I don't want to be late for my first day on the job. Jessica smiled at him hopefully. You'll be there for my audition, won't you? Wouldn't miss it for the world, he grinned. You'll be sensational. Jess followed him through to the bedroom, 
packing her things into a bag while her husband got dressed in preparation for his first day at the club. He guessed, being a Friday lunchtime, it might get a little busy, but his wife's audition was at eleven, so there wouldn't be many, if any, customers present. Kissing Jess goodbye, he set off for Sin City, his stomach already knotted with a mixture of desire and excitement at her forthcoming interview. As before, he parked a short distance away from the club, wanting to keep the details of his car secret if possible, and walked the last fifteen minutes or so. Hey man, nice and early, I like that. Darrell greeted him as he walked into the bar, throwing a t-shirt across to him as he spoke. Put that on for today, and I'll get you a few more before you leave. Tom peeled off his own before getting an approving look from the busty brunette sitting at the bar, who he assumed was one of the strippers working that afternoon. The black top fitted snugly across his chest, and had the club emblem and the word security across the front. Hello, I'm Tracy. She came across to him. And you are? Tom, my first day, he smiled. She looked him up and down, putting a hand on his chest. Well, I hope to be seeing a lot more of you sometime soon, Tom. Then, with a flirtatious wink, she turned away and headed behind the curtain at the back of the stage. See you've made a friend already? You'll have fun with that one. Shaking his head ruefully, Darrell grinned at him. Follow me, I'll show you around. For the next half hour, they went through the club as Darrell pointed out everything from the office to the VIP lounge. That's off limits, to everyone apart from the girls and the boss. Although if there's trouble, we can go in there then, the security chief informed him as he pointed out the girls' changing rooms. Back in the bar, the two of them took a seat and he ran through the various security duties, all of which seemed to be pretty straightforward. If he wasn't on the main entrance, then Tom would be doing stage duty, or generally walking around making sure everything was in order. To begin with, Darrell told him, it would be the two latter options, at least until he was familiar with the way it all worked. They were just finishing up when Jessica walked through the curtain and into the bar. Darrell whistled. If that's the audition, we're in for a treat. Can I help you, miss? He got up from his seat and approached Jess. Tom watched as they spoke briefly before Darrell disappeared through one of the doors marked private, presumably to find Gregor Markov, the club manager. Jess looked at her husband and gave him a smile, but resisted the urge to speak to him. It would be hard trying to pretend they didn't know each other. Hi, I'm Tom. My first day today. He got up and held out his hand. Jess looked confused for a moment, but then obviously realised his intention. Oh, hello. I'm Jessica. I'm here to, um, audition. Just then, Gregor appeared. Ah, Miss Davies, I presume. She acknowledged him and took his hand, taking the seat he offered her. Tom, Markov turned to him. You must hear this too, to familiarise yourself with the club. Interested, he pulled up a chair and tried not to stare too obviously at his wife. The club manager started the conversation. So, Jessica, you want to be a stripper? Can I ask if you've ever done it before? Um, no, I haven't, Jess responded honestly, wondering if her attempt to get the job was going to fail before it had even started. Okay, well, don't worry, everybody must start somewhere, he told her charmingly. Let me tell you how it works here. Then, you can decide for yourself if it's for you. He launched into what was obviously a regular speech that he gave to all the girls who came for an interview. The club was open from 8pm to 1am, every evening except Sunday and Monday. It was also open from midday to 5pm, Tuesday through Saturday. The girls worked for themselves and were not in the employ of the club. He stressed this point, saying she would have to sign a waiver to show this was the case. All their earnings came from their dancing, either on stage or doing lap dances in the VIP lounge. How much do we get for each of those? Jess interrupted him, wanting to make him feel she was a genuine applicant. On stage? It's just what the punters give you. 
Usually they will tip to get you to dance in front of them and to show them the goods. But it's strictly not touching unless you invite it. Lap dances are 50 pounds, three songs, and a little more private than intimate. Usually you allow them in there to touch you above the waist. However, that's about it, unless you invite more. Okay, I get that, she nodded, allowing him to continue. They pay the lap dance fee to the bouncer on the entrance, and we keep 20%. You collect the rest when you exit. Finally, you can charge for your time to stay longer with a customer. You get commission if you get him to buy drinks. Of course, for you it's non-alcoholic, but they don't know this. He finished his recruitment spiel. So, roughly what might I get for an average night? Jess pushed for more information. Well, you're a looker, so... Markov smiled lasciviously at her. I would say maybe eight lap dances, a few tips on stage, and maybe sitting with three customers. You get around 350 to take home. Sounds pretty good so far. So, the big question. Are you still interested? If so, I need to see you dance. Yes, yes, I'm very interested, Jessica replied after a moment. But I'll need to change. <laughs> That's okay. You can use the dressing room behind the curtain. He eyed her hungrily. But let me just explain how the audition works. We will ask you to come out on stage and dance for a bit. You can see there are some guys here. Bartenders, security, maybe even a customer or two. Just so you know, this is not a private thing. I understand that you might not have any routine prepared. So, we will offer some suggestions about what to do, how to disrobe and dance for the customers as you go. Then, once you've completely stripped naked, I will ask you to dance nude for a while. Show us your uh, assets he added with a lustful smirk. Okay, I guess. Now Jess seemed more than a little nervous. Well, okay, then let's begin, Gregor suggested, and with that she disappeared through the drapes. She's good looking, don't you think, Tom? Markov turned to him once Jess had vanished. I bet you twenty I'll be in her knickers by the end of the first week, huh? He knew he should have been angry with the manager for that comment about his wife, but instead it had only aroused him further as he waited for what was about to happen. In the dressing room, Jess found a space and started to change into her costume. Here for the audition, Han. She spun around and found herself facing an attractive black girl. Hi, I'm Clarice. Jessica. She shook the other girl's hand. Don't worry about it. You'll be absolutely fine. With your looks, you're a shoo-in, Clarice told her. Thanks. Just one thing, honey. Clarice winked at her. Daryl out there. He's my husband. So, hands off. Jessica blushed. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not. The other girl laughed. Just joking. It was pretty obvious that our new guy has got your interest. If only you knew, Jess thought to herself as she put on her costume and a few minutes later stepped through the curtain in her camouflage pattern bikini and high heels looking very apprehensive. Great outfit, Gregor told her. Add a few accessories, an army cap, maybe a toy gun. Then it will be perfect. Jess gave a half-hearted smile and turned to the DJ, nodding for him to start the music. The club manager leered at her. Okay, whenever you're ready, sweetheart. Jessica nodded meekly, and licking her lips, she looked around and began to move just like she'd practiced at home. She quickly got into the rhythm, grinding her hips and shimmying her shoulders, making her pert, modest tits bounce in her bra. For the first song, she simply danced, strutting around the stage, and it was obvious that the longer she was up there, the more she began to relax and start to enjoy herself. Tom glanced around at the few guys in the darkened club. Daryl, the barman, and a couple of others were all looking at his wife, dancing sexily in the tiny bikini he'd brought her just a couple of days previously. The manager whistled in appreciation. 
That's really great, Jessica. Now, slowly, lose the bra. Reaching behind her back, Jess untied the string, pausing for several seconds, teasing her small audience by holding the cups against her perky, modest breasts. Gyrating in time to the music, she finally pulled the top over her head and tossed it onto the floor, exposing her chest to everyone. Ah, outstanding, Gregor leered at her. Don't forget to play with your boobs. She immediately obliged him, her hands groping her own bare breasts, her fingers teasing the hardening nipples into pencil erasers as she danced, bumping her hips and strutting across the small stage. Then she turned her back to the room, her ass swaying, and looked back over her shoulder, pouting sexily as she kept her body moving to the rhythm. By this time, Tom's cock was rock hard in his pants as he stood watching his wife. She was totally lost in what she was doing and very clearly enjoying performing. The second song was ending as she untied the strings of her bikini bottoms and, with a flourish, slid them out from between her long legs in a simple movement. Naked, she turned back to face everyone, exposing her freshly shaven mound to anyone watching. Fucking sweet, he heard someone say behind him. Okay, show us the goods, baby, Markov instructed her, his eyes focused between her thighs. Jess didn't hesitate, and doing as she'd been told, dropped to her knees, her thighs parting to show off her pink slit. Then she rolled onto her side, pulling her leg back and extending it straight up, leaving nothing to the imagination as Tom and the others stared between her thighs. For the next couple of minutes, she knelt, laid on her back, and generally positioned herself so her legs were spread wide and her hairless pussy was completely exposed, for everyone to see. Then, suddenly, the song was over, and there were scattered applause and a few catcalls from around the club. That was great, Jessica! the club manager told her, stepping up onto the stage as she gathered her underwear, her hands covering herself now she was finished. Was I okay? she asked nervously, her eyes darting across to look at her husband. Absolutely perfect. Markov smiled salaciously at her. The job is yours, if you want it. You perform like that, and you will do fine. All that was left for her to do was get dressed and sign her waiver form, stating that she was self-employed and would abide by all the club rules. After that, she agreed some initial shifts to her work, She would start on the coming Saturday night, and then she said she would do two afternoons, Tuesday and Friday, as well as the Wednesday night. The fact that they coincided with the shifts her husband was doing was deliberate. Oh, by the way, do you have a name you want to dance under? Most girls do, he inquired, almost as an afterthought. Jessica thought about her choice for a moment. How about Sapphire? Okay, Sapphire it is. See you tomorrow. Just get here by 7.30pm, the club's manager told her and we will get you settled in. They shook hands, and she turned to leave before looking back at her husband with a sparkle in her eyes. Bye, Tom. Hope your first day goes well, she giggled, and then was gone. Do you know her? Gregor asked curiously once she'd left. He shook his head. No, just met her this afternoon when she came in. He nodded and left to go back to his office, while Tom went to start his first shift at the Sin City strip club. Hi, babe, I'm back. Tom called out as he came through the front door after his first shift at the club. Jessica rushed out of the kitchen and flung herself at him, wrapping her arms around his neck and her legs around his waist. If you don't drag me into the bedroom and fuck my brains out right this second, I'm going to rape you, she declared unequivocally before kissing him passionately. He held her tight against him, struggling to carry her through the flat as his cock tented out his pants. My, someone's a very horny girl. Jess giggled and nuzzled his neck. After this morning, I've been absolutely desperate for you to come home and fuck the shit out of me. By the time he'd managed to make it to the bedroom carrying her, they were both chuckling like naughty schoolchildren and ended up tumbling over into the bed, still clinging to each other. 
They lay together, kissing passionately, their hands struggling with each other's clothing, rushing to be the first to strip the other. Tom eventually winning, but only just, rolling Jessica onto her back and grabbing the bottom of her jeans to tug them and her panties down her long legs. Naked she lay there, spreading her legs wide in an obvious invitation, smiling coyly up at her husband. Unable to resist, he lowered his face between her legs, his fingers gently caressing up towards her sex while he licked and kissed the tender flesh at the top of her legs. No, please, don't tease me, please, I need you, please, she whimpered, her hands reaching to grab his hair and pull him to her. Jess was wet, very wet, she had been since that morning. Squirming as his fingers found her slit, she gasped when they lightly teased along its length before moving away as he kissed his way higher towards her waiting pussy. The scent of her desire was intoxicating, and Tom found it impossible to resist as he finally capitulated and did as she wanted, licking gently between her labia and working his way along her quim until he reached her swollen clit. Ah, fuck! Jessica bucked against him, her fingers twisting in his hair as he began to tongue her aching button. Her audition at the strip club had clearly left her extremely aroused, and she pulled his mouth hard against her, squirming under his attention to her throbbing nub. Oh yes, yes, oh yes, oh fuck, fuck, don't stop, I'm gonna come, she moaned above him as he drew her clitoris between his lips, nibbling lightly at it. Jessica was writhing around now, her hips jerking while her groans got louder, especially when he slipped first one and then two fingers into her wet tunnel. Twisting and pumping them, he felt her respond, her body shuddering as the fuse of her climax burnt down. Oh fuck, fuck, I'm gonna fucking come, she squealed, her whole body thrashing wildly, her fingers gripping his head and pressing his face into her dripping cunt. He kept going, lapping up her juices and teasing her clit as she shook, her orgasm radiating out through her until she was done, only the last little aftershocks of pleasure remaining. Sated, she lay there breathless as her husband pushed himself up wiping his mouth on the back of his hand and lowering his body onto hers, kissing her so she could taste herself. His cock was rock hard now and pressing against her entrance, nudging between her labia and threatening to impale her. Fuck me, please fuck me, she whispered, gazing into his eyes. I need cock. Pleading for his manhood, she reached to pull him into her, fingers clutching at his buttocks, while Tom thrust his shaft into her eager welcoming fuckhole in a single firm stroke. Ah, yes. Her whole body arched upwards when his prick filled her dripping quim. They quickly settled into an easy rhythm, her body bucking up to meet every stroke of his rampant length into her, her legs thrown wide while her nails raked his buttocks and back as she writhed under him. Oh God, yes, 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 Jess gasped in delight, her head thrashing side to side, whipping her hair across her face. Fuck me, fuck me hard, baby. Listening to her cries, he began to piston his shaft into her wetness, splitting her lips open so they encircled his girth, pleasurably cushioning his thrusts. They both needed to come, and it was a race to see who could be first. Oh, fuck, Jess. I... I can't. Oh! Tom lost it, and his prick started to pulse inside her. She slid her finger between the two of them, frigging her clit and sending herself over the top with her husband. Fuck! Oh, fuck! I'm... I'm coming! Her shriek of sheer delight was loud enough to be heard through the walls of the flat. Letting the ripples of ecstasy fade, they lay together, breathless, slowly recovering, his flaccid length slipping out of her when he rolled off her onto his side. Getting her breath back first, Jessica snuggled against him. So, how was your first day? Did you find out anything useful? Not a lot, he admitted, sliding his arm around her. Although, I did make a new friend. 
Oh? His wife raised an eyebrow, questioningly. He told her about his encounter with Tracy when he'd arrived at the club, and about their subsequent chats during the afternoon. She dances under the name Star. He finished his report on his first day. Brunette? Big tits? Jessica inquired, somewhat sarcastically. Eh, sir, he grinned. Jess bit her lip, frowning. Well, she can keep her bloody hands off my husband. That's hardly fair. His voice sounded slightly petulant. When that prick Markov reckons he'll be in your knickers in a week. We knew I might have to fuck someone to get information when we started this. You said the idea of it turned you on. Jessica looked at him for confirmation. Yeah, but a prick like him? Really, Jess? If I have to, him and anyone else I need to, she told him bluntly. Her answer made him sit up with surprise. Whoa, Jess, we never agreed to that. I'll do whatever it takes to get this story. Become a stripper, sleep with that dick Markov, fuck whoever. Turning to him, she had a glint of determination in her eyes. Are you going to be okay with that? Would you do it behind my back if I said no? All his fears about what they were doing resurfaced. Jessica shook her head, making her blonde hair sway about her shoulders. No, we said we'd always be honest, and I will. If it becomes a choice between this story or our marriage, I choose us. Well, as long as you're honest, and don't fall in love with someone else, then I guess I am okay with it, he responded uncertainly, unsure if he actually meant it. Jess smiled. It will be just sex. If I enjoy it, then it's a bonus, but it's still just sex. If I sleep with them, go on a date, or even become their girlfriends, it's still you I love. Okay, I'll just have to put up with Tracy then. Shrugging, he went to roll away from her. Pig, she said, laughing, as she punched him in the arm and got up from the bed. Now, I'm going to get dinner ready. Tom knew Saturday would be interminable, especially when they were both awake early. Waiting for the evening when Jessica would start her undercover job as a stripper seemed a long time away, so after breakfast he suggested they head out for a while, just to take their minds off the night ahead of them. A spot of retail therapy seemed in order, and after they'd showered and dressed, they drove out to a nearby shopping centre for a couple of hours. They hadn't intended to look for stripper wear, but Jess found the perfect dancewear top, slightly goth, slightly fetish, that had a lot of stuff she liked. After they'd spent a while browsing, she settled on a purple three-piece outfit of bra, panties and skirt, and a two-piece white sequined bikini. "'Shall we get a coffee?' Tom said, suggesting a drink just to get her out of the shop. "'Okay, and I'm sorry.' I didn't intend to buy anything like this, she apologised. Finding a quiet little coffee shop, they purchased a couple of cappuccinos and settled themselves at a table in the corner. How are you feeling now? Tom started to ask, almost the moment they'd sat down. Nervous? Excited? Scared? Aroused? Jessica reeled off a list of emotions. You? Much the same, Tom admitted, wondering what my reaction will be watching you strip in front of an audience. She studied him for a moment. What about my lap dancing? It might happen. I don't think it's a might. Some guys are definitely going to want to have you naked on their laps, he told her bluntly. And to be honest, I think it'll turn me on like nothing has before. Jess laughed. You're just a pervert. For a minute they sat, sipping hot coffee, each immersed in their own thoughts. Tom? His wife's voice got his attention. Yes, babe? He paused, waiting for whatever question was coming. I know it's a bit late to ask this, but... Biting her lower lip, she looked at him nervously. If we do this, and all that stuff you've talked about happens, do you really think our marriage will survive? Wow, that's a deep one. His voice must have shown his concern, as he watched a tear roll down her cheek. It has to, Tom. It has to. Please, promise me you won't hate me, or stop loving me. 
please, I couldn't stand it if I didn't have you, Jessica blurted out, sounding almost on the verge of hysteria. Hey, stop that, we'll be fine. It doesn't matter who you fuck, or how often, as long as you love me. Trying to sound reassuring, he grinned at her, even though he was plagued by the same concerns as his wife. She gave him a weak smile, and he felt his heart lurch. Do you think it will actually come to that, me having to have sex with someone? Her voice quivered, and she sounded scared all of a sudden. Honestly, I think you might have to have sex with more than one of them. You might have to work your way up the hierarchy, become someone's girlfriend. Not pulling any punches, he wanted her to understand the implications of what she was about to do. Really? Her face was a picture of disbelief. Don't worry about me, though. I'm sure Tracy will look after me, he grinned mischievously. She looked at him wide-eyed. You wouldn't, would you? He shook his head. No way. I'm not interested in other women. I married the only one I want. Wiping her eyes, she smiled and took his hand. I don't think I could do all this if I didn't have you. Tom didn't answer her. He just hoped that when it was all over, they would both still be together. Finishing their coffees, the two of them spent another couple of hours shopping and then had lunch before heading home. There were still several hours to kill before they needed to set off for the strip club, so Jessica tried on her new purchases and repacked her bag ready for the evening while Tom tried to watch TV. By five o'clock, the pair of them were both as nervous as kittens, so Jess made them a small meal, although neither of them were hungry. However, they both knew they needed to eat something, so they forced it down. Then after dinner, he cleared away the dishes while she went to have a soak in the bath before getting her makeup on. Once Jess was out of the bathroom, Tom grabbed a quick shower. He put his security t-shirt on and sat down to wait for her. Dragging out the time until shortly before 7pm, they decided to depart, taking separate cars just in case one of them got held up at the club. Also, it would seem a little too suspicious if they had to leave together at the end of the night. Parking right behind her husband, Jess waited in the car for ten minutes while he set off for the club so that he arrived in plenty of time to start his shift. Early as usual. I like that. Daryl greeted him with a grin. It'll be busy tonight, so I'm going to put you in here and on a walk around the VIP room. Is that okay with you? That was fine with Tom, as it meant he could keep an eye on his wife and not be considered to be dodging his job. Just then, Jessica walked in and his stomach lurched. This was actually going to happen. Hi. Smiling, he greeted her. Hello. How are you? She beamed back at him, keeping up the pretense that they didn't know each other. I'm a little nervous, but otherwise great. You? Fine, thanks, he answered, and watched her disappear behind the heavy curtains at the back of the stage. Oh, I'll have to go blonde. A voice behind him made him turn around. It was Tracy. She winked at him. Do I get a welcome like that? Tom blushed. Did I make it obvious? His answer got him a sexy giggle as she came closer and put a hand on his arm. Don't worry, I like a bit of competition, sweetheart. Following Jess behind the curtains, he glanced back and gave him a cheeky grin before disappearing. That new boy's really got the hots for you, girl, Tracy told Jess as she sat down next to her. You think so? Jess replied, brushing more mascara onto her false eyelashes and enjoying the warm feeling the other girl's comment gave her. Tracy chuckled. I know so, girl, but don't worry, I like a challenge. It was ten minutes to eight when Jess eventually appeared back in the bar, looking absolutely gorgeous. Her makeup had been plastered on thickly, especially around her eyes, and she was wearing the white sequined outfit she'd bought earlier, with white high heels. I'm on second, and I'll cut your balls off if you go near that woman, she whispered, referring to Tracy as she went by him to sit at the end of the bar where the girls waited. At eight on the dot, the door opened, and several early punters filtered into the main bar, 
all keen to see some female flesh. It was a sparse crowd, maybe 15 or so, as you would expect just after opening. This meant that Tom felt pretty redundant for the moment and simply stood by the bar when the DJ announced Star as the first act on stage. Moving back, he watched as the brunette started to dance, peeling off her top after one song and spending the second dancing topless before slipping her bottoms off for the last tune. Finishing her set, she picked up her discarded items and went behind the curtain to dress before reappearing next to Jessica. Then she whispered something into his wife's ear and got a nod in response as the DJ welcomed the second act. Gentlemen, put your hands together for her very first appearance at Sin City. I'm sure she'll become a favourite of yours very quickly. The lovely, the gorgeous, Sapphire, said the DJ. And with that, he watched his wife slip off her stool and step up onto the stage to the beat of Lansdowne's One Shot. She began to dance, swaying and gyrating around the stage, wearing just her minuscule outfit, with a gold band clearly showing on her left hand, her hips grinding sensuously in time with the music. Unable to tear his eyes away, he stared as his wife strutted and posed for the few men who had moved close to the platform. Then, as the track was coming to a close, she reached behind her back, untied her bikini top, her hands cupping her small mounds, holding her bra over her firm little breasts as she teased the audience. Her second track, Cherry Pie, started, and she walked around the stage, suggesting she was going to remove her top, but not quite showing her nipples, until down at the front, one man dropped a tenor on the floor. Jessica wiggled across and dropped to her knees directly in front of him before pulling her top away and throwing it behind her. Her small pert tits were just inches from his face as she cupped and massaged them, pinching her nipples and giving him a real close-up show. Rolling away, she picked up the money and started to dance again, this time jiggling her perky breasts to the obvious delight of the crowd that had grown slightly by a few new customers. The third and final track started, Pour Some Sugar On It by Def Leppard, and turning back to her audience, Jess bent at the waist, her legs together, and hooked her fingers into her tiny bottoms, sliding them down her long legs and stepping out of them so she was naked apart from her shoes. Now she was nude, another tenor was dropped on the stage, this time by a different guy. She smiled and moved across to kneel in front of him, her thighs apart as she leant back onto her hands to give him a glorious close-up of her pink shaven pussy. Then, sitting up, she ran her hands up her slim thighs to her sex and stayed in front of him just long enough for him to remember every detail of her cunt before moving away to continue her routine. Rolling on the floor, she lifted her leg to give the audience an unobstructed view of her slit before moving onto her stomach and then going up onto her knees, her thighs apart so again they could see everything. There was a smattering of applause when the routine ended and she looked at her husband, smiling broadly, relieved that she'd got through her debut. When the song finished, she picked up her discarded items of clothing and stepped out through the curtains to put them back on, before returning to the bar and taking her seat to wait. Tom was stunned. His cock was tenting in his jeans as he stood there. His wife had just stripped on stage, shown her body off in intimate detail and earned her first £20 in tips. However, it was impossible to go and talk with her. It would have been suspicious, so he had to satisfy himself with the fact that he'd seen her first ever strip. Oh, she's a real looker. I'm going to enjoy fucking her. Gregor Markov had sidled up beside him. He bit down the response he wanted to give, unsure if the club manager was taunting him, and simply responded by saying, She certainly works the crowd. Markov gave him a sneering look and walked away to speak to Jessica, stroking her leg condescendingly before walking off. Tom breathed slowly, letting his heart rate slow. He'd got through her stripping. Now he had to wait for his wife's first lap dance. Like all the girls who weren't dancing, Jessica sat at the bar, scantily clad, 
waiting to see if somebody wanted her to sit with them or have a private show. She didn't have long to wait, and her first request came a few minutes later when a young man stepped up to her. All right, Sapphire, I'd love it if you gave the birthday boy over there a table dance. Swallowing a mouthful of coke, she readily agreed and started across the room to collect her customer. Here goes my first lap dance, she whispered apprehensively to her husband as she went by him. Leading her client to the VIP area, she let him pay his fee to the bouncer on the door before taking him inside. That's when Tom decided it was time to wander about and check on things. There was a walkway around the VIP area that allowed security to keep an eye on things without being too obvious. Making his way there, he discreetly hovered in the shadows, observing whatever happened. The young guy sat back into the sofa, watching as Jessica started to dance in front of him. She was barely a minute into the first song before she was removing her sequined top and straddling his lap. Kneeling astride him, she lowered herself down and ground her pussy against his crotch, only the material of his pants and her panties separating their sexual organs. Losing herself in the moment, she gyrated on him while his hands caressed over her hips and slid up between them to cut both of her small, firm breasts. Squeezing them gently and teasing her firm nipples, he made her gasp and throw her head back, sending her long hair cascading down her spine. You like them, baby, she cooed in his ear, leaning forwards and allowing him a minute or so to toy with her tits. Then, pushing herself up off the young man's lap, she slid her bottoms down her long legs. Totally naked before him, she began swaying in front of her customer for a while longer, giving him plenty of opportunity to gaze at her body before dropping back onto him again. She sat on his lap, draping one arm around his shoulders, and almost immediately he began to grope her tits, playing with her nipples and making her squirm as he teased them. Staying like this for the third and final song, not dancing, she just perched on his lap, letting him freely feel up her breasts and play with her hard teats. However, she prevented his hands from going lower on each of the several occasions he tried before the last tune ended. Finished, she stood up and casually put her costume back on, kissing him on the cheek as she said farewell and collected her money on the way out. Stopping briefly behind the curtains to deposit the cash, she made her way back to her stool. She paused for a moment by Tom and whispered, Sixty pounds in half an hour and I'm literally soaked. He was stunned. He had never been so turned on and it wasn't even nine. For the next few hours, he wandered through the rooms and watched as his wife, changing costumes several times, performed four more routines on stage and did half a dozen lap dances, two of which she was paid extra for to remain sitting on her client's lap for another ten minutes, totally naked, while her breasts were being thoroughly groped. She is a natural, no? Gregor Markov appeared at his elbow again towards the end of the evening. She certainly is, he had to agree, despite his dislike for the man. He smirked at him. Maybe I'll pass her on to you after I finished with her. Tom wanted to punch him, but he knew he had to resist, and just muttered a thanks before wandering away from the loathsome club boss. Jessica did her last lap dance just after half past midnight, and then went to get changed, while Tom, along with the rest of security, ushered the stragglers out of the club. Closing the door on the last of them, Darrell turned to the four others on his team. Thanks guys, let's call it a night. The boss and I will cash up. See you next week. It was a most convenient moment, as Jess appeared from the dressing rooms with the rest of the girls, changed and ready to go home. Am I going to get an escort to my car? She smiled at her husband. Oh, I, um, sure, I can do that, he stammered, trying desperately not to appear connected to her. She took his arm, and saying her goodbyes to the rest of the strippers, started leading him out of the door. Tom looked back, getting a wink from Darrell and a knowing look from Tracy, who also blew him a kiss. 
How was I? Jess asked as soon as they were in the street. You were fucking amazing. I've had an erection that would cut glass most of the night, he told her with a broad grin. How much did you make? Um, £380, I think. She paused to add up the money in her mind before she answered. Are you still okay with it all? I'm fine. It was just such a turn on watching you strip when all those guys were feeling you up. Well, that was something else. And you don't hate me now? Jessica stopped and turned towards him, looking worried. He shook his head. No, it was all even hotter than I'd imagined. They walked back to their cars together, Jessica happily holding his arm, resting her head against his shoulder, now that he had reassured her. So, what did Markov want? Finally, he asked a question that was at the back of his mind. At the end, you mean? They had stopped by their cars, and she twisted to face him. He told me how good I'd been, and how he was looking forward to get to know me better. Fuck you, you mean, don't you? The words were spat out quite vehemently. Tom, we've talked about this, and we agreed. If it happens, it'll just be sex. Her big blue eyes looked at him pleadingly. If, there's no if, he intends to have you, he told me that. His response was brusque. She reached up and stroked his cheek. If I have to let him screw me to get the information we want, then I'll let him screw me. Just remember, it's you I love. I know, he said resignedly. I'll follow you home. He saw her into her car and sullenly followed as they drove back to their flat. To be continued. Reveal all except the truth Undercover stripper There we go, chapter three, and I think we're really getting underway here now. Both Jessica and Tom have entered the fray, and they've had their first shifts at the club. Jess has done her first strip. She's been groped in the VIP area, and they've come out of it pretty much fine. Although I do think that I'm much less confident about the longevity of their marriage after this chapter, mainly because of how obsessively worried they seem about it. And all their conversations they have about what the boundaries are are beginning to feel like they're having trouble convincing themselves that it's all going to be fine. I'm getting a bit of a lesbian slave island vibe, actually, and I think it's because they always seem to be seeking reassurance from each other. There were three conversations like that in just this one chapter. Let's talk about the sex scene, though, the one at the start of the chapter. Pretty standard engagement between husband and wife, I thought, apart from some of the dialogue, which had some killer lines in it. Firstly, when Jess says, Oh, yes, yes, fuck me, fuck me. (laughs) There's like 15 E's in that me which I get the author has added for emphasis. Jess really wants him to fuck her. I think that much is obvious. And it sort of works on paper when you're reading it, but it's hard to convey that many E's as a narrator and have it not sound totally mental. I had a crack at it, of course. I'm not one to back away from challenging dialogue, especially after some of the things that I had to say during Country Cottage. But let me play you a quick outtake, my first attempt at this line, and I think you'll see what I mean. Because this is how they'll use you. Taking their pleasure as they fuck you. Yes, oh yes, fuck me, fuck me. (laughs) Yeah, so in the end I had to work around it and just pretend that there were a normal number of E's in that me. The other line which cracked me up a bit was when Tom says, you want it like this, don't you, you bitch. (laughs) Because it seemed just so out of the blue and over the top. And I'm sure I've seen this kind of thing in a TV show or a movie, but I really can't place which one it is. 
I spent far too long on Google trying to work out where this came from, and I just couldn't pin it down, and it's been really bugging me, because I feel like it's somewhere in my brain, but just out of reach, and I hate that feeling. So if you know where that comes from, get in touch, email in. But yeah, that made me laugh, because it reminded me of whatever movie or TV show that turns out to be. It just felt very over-the-top and a bit comical. One of the strange details of Tom and Jess's sex life, it's a detail that's come up a few times, is that Jess has to catch the cum leaking out of her vagina after sex with Tom. And I'm not saying that that's an inaccurate observation, but to me it seems like an unusual one to repeatedly mention. Like, why does the author keep including that? And my best guess is that maybe it's a comment on how much semen Tom produces? And that makes me wonder if large volumes of cum pumped inside you is a fetish for some women. I mean, I can imagine that it would be. It's just never explicitly occurred to me before in this way, I guess. On the other hand, the way it's brought up, especially in last week's chapter, makes it seem like a bit of an inconvenience for Jess. Is the author trying to highlight a downside of having penis-in-vagina sex from a female perspective? Or, on a third hand, maybe it's about characterising Tom as a man with big balls. Like, both in the literal sense that they produce a lot of semen, but also that he's a big, brave, tough guy. I mean, he was a Royal Marine, I suppose. Those guys are pretty tough. While we're talking about balls, I always wonder if women like the balls. I know there's a lot of guys who categorise themselves into arse or boob guys. (laughs) Are you an arse guy or are you a boob guy? I wonder if there are women who are either balls or penis women. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it doesn't seem like the most attractive body part, but maybe there's something about it that they really like. To me, it's like a bit of a necessary evil. The balls complement the penis, which is the main attraction, in a way which adds something which is otherwise aesthetically lacking. What does a penis with no balls look like? My Google image search yielded no direct results of what that would look like, and that is as much research as I'm willing to do on the subject. As usual, there were a lot of vowel-heavy moans and grunts, which I hope you'll agree I worked hard to replicate faithfully, to bring you as close to the action as possible. However, there was also some top-notch sexual imagery in there too, and I want to focus in on some of that, mostly just so we can enjoy it one more time, but also to give some kudos to UK underscore writer underscore 53. So here are my top three from Jess and Tom's first encounter. Number three, his wife's clutching tunnel. <laughs> Number two, driving his rampant shaft back into her waiting hole. And number one, my favourite, his erection jutted out from his groin like a lance. (laughs) Which I especially like because how often do you come across a lance in everyday modern life? There's a historical dimension to that imagery. Obviously I indulged myself again and had a little bit more fun with accents for the characters in this episode especially enjoyed doing Tracy as a Scottish lassie, and I also had a go at adding some audio effects during Jess's phone call with Gregor Markov, which I hope increased the realism for you. And maybe in future stories, I'll do a few sound effects? I'm not sure, I'm still thinking about it. One thing I mentioned in episode one was that I thought it was strange for Tom to remark so negatively on his wife's breasts. It's like he's disappointed every time he sees them, and a bit of a flaw in her appearance. And in this chapter, almost every time that Jess's boobs were mentioned, they were accompanied by the adjective modest, to the point of exhaustion, (laughs) you know? By the fourth or fifth time that Jess's modest breasts had made an appearance, I found myself getting bored of hearing about how modest they are. Like, yeah, we get it, her breasts are modest. But we don't need to hear that every time they're in play, do we? I'd maybe usually say just vary the description up a bit, maybe try and find some new synonyms. 
But at this point, I think we get what the author has been trying to tell us about Jess's boobs, and we don't really need reminding. They're modest. Having said that, though, I think I am starting to get why Jess's small tits have been made such a big deal of. She seemed a bit jealous when Tracy was giving Tom some attention, and specifically mentioned her big tits. So I think it's a bit of a sore spot for Jess, and she's sensitive about the idea that Tom wants to be with somebody who has larger breasts. My prediction is that it's going to be a trigger for a major bust-up between the couple. Okay, so I know I've gone on and on about the lack of planning that Tom and Jess have put into this. It's an extremely high-risk operation, and I've lamented at the lack of realistic police and journalistic protocol, as they make mistake after mistake. (laughs) And I'm going to try not to repeat anything I've already said about this in previous episodes, but here we go again. (laughs) To me, the fact that they haven't discussed how they'll interact with each other once they're actually in the club is maybe their biggest oversight. They're obviously both winging it to the extreme, and it's lucky that Daryl and Markov were elsewhere when Tom approaches Jess and introduces himself, because her reaction is an absolute giveaway. She might as well have said, No, Tom, it's me, Jess. Wink, wink. It's like Jess has never done any undercover work in her life, or even thought about what that would mean for a single second. Goodness knows how she's managed to forge a career in investigative journalism. At least Tom has the presence of mind to commit to the role, but Jess can't help but break character to have these little moments of... I can't believe I'm really doing this, or little words with Tom about how he should behave. It's incredibly risky, because if anyone heard her, it would blow both of their cover stories. Whereas, although Tom's not perfect, he is at least able to state the obvious, that he can't go straight over and talk to Jess after she returns from the stage, because it would be suspicious. (laughs) Yeah, no shit, Tom. As the night progresses, all the looks and little asides that they share together are obvious enough that even the characters they're trying to deceive in the story catch on to their connection, and Markov even ends up asking Tom if he knows Jess outside of work. I feel like if the baddies were this close to uncovering the truth in a real police operation, this early on in the sting, they would probably abandon ship and try again with a new strategy. The other major issue, which is barely mentioned, is that Jess is still wearing her wedding ring while she's stripping. Which is probably a mistake, because now, if anyone noticed that, she's going to have to invent a new husband that the rest of her co-workers are never going to be able to meet. And that's suspicious, isn't it? It also means she's going to have a hard time starting a relationship with any of the gang members. They're probably not going to be that interested in a married woman. Maybe not out of respect for the institution of marriage itself, but maybe just out of feeling that it's not worth the effort, that there's too much extra baggage. I guess the smart thing to do, and I wonder if she'll think of this, would be for her to say that she wears the ring so that clients don't get any ideas about her. It's a sort of creepy man repellent. An interesting detail to me was how, during Gregor Markov's induction to Tom and Jess, he mentions a lot of particular details about how the girls make their money and about how they're self-employed, which seemed non-essential for the story, but to me, too specific to be pure invention. And I think this is probably some real-life detail on how it works for strippers working in a club like this. And I suspect the author is pulling from their own lived experience here. That was my hunch, at least. And then I checked the author's bio, where they mention openly that they've been involved in sex work and draw from their own experiences in their writing. And I think it's a really interesting insight into just how cutthroat this lifestyle is, that you're not entitled to any kind of employee benefits while working, that there's no safety net for the girls here. And while Jess seems to make a lot of money in her first night, if she were taken ill or had an accident which prevented her from dancing, or one which made her less attractive to the clientele, there's nothing there to protect her financially. And I guess the same is true if the clients just decide that they're bored with her, or if a new dancer comes along. There's absolutely no guarantee of any payout for a hard night's work. And that must be quite a difficult life, especially considering how vulnerable you have to make yourself to give a convincing performance. 
In a way, I wouldn't be surprised if the rivalry which is brewing between Tracy and Jess is about more than who gets Tom's attention for Tracy. For Tracy, Jess is competition who's taking customers away from her, potentially. It was a little bit eerie that Markov predicted just exactly how much Jess would make that evening, which for me is the kind of coincidence that breaks my immersion in the story, especially as the unlikelihood of that is not mentioned by any of the characters. I think it's genuinely an accident on the part of the author, and I wonder how realistic that figure is too. Let's have a little look on Google here. <laughs> okay, according to Glassdoor.com, the average salary for a stripper is 33849 in London. So let's divide that by 12 months in a year, four weeks in a month, five days in a week, for sort of a rough idea. That would be £141.03, before any tax, of which you'd have to pay about 4250 each year. So that's £123.32 per day assuming that you never took a day off due to illness or ever went on holiday. So the reality is that it's a lot lower than what Jess makes. And she's also got double income, because she's still working for the newspaper as well. So she's not really in the same boat as Tracy is, I guess. Let's move on to the second sex scene, which I thought in some ways was even better than the first. Immediately there were two pieces of dialogue which stood out to me. Number one, I've been absolutely desperate for you to come home and fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh for the same reason as when Tom called Jess a fucking bitch during their first scene. It's just too over the top. And also the visual of fucking the shit out of someone is not necessarily a visually pleasant one. <laughs> I don't want to shag someone so hard that they end up pooing. That's too much. For me, the excrement would take away from the eroticism of the sexual act. The second piece of notable dialogue was from Jess only seconds later when she said... If you don't drag me into the bedroom, <laughs> if you don't drag me into the bedroom and fuck my brains out right this second, I'm going to rape you. <laughs> Which really takes the cake, doesn't it? What an unusual and aggressive way to let your partner know that you're in the mood. I think it's supposed to be lighthearted and playful, but if you flip the genders and imagine Tom saying that to Jess, doesn't seem so plainful then, does it? And I think it's pretty dangerous for anyone to be throwing the word rape around especially as it's not a sexy thing to put into someone's head right before you're about to get down. Almost nobody wants to be thinking about rape when they're having consensual sex with their partner. It's a bit of a mood killer, I think. Although I say almost nobody because there are obviously people who do want that. The golden rule seems to be, if you can imagine it, it's already a fetish. And if that's your thing, then, well, if it's consensual, then have at it, enjoy. But it's not for me. One thing that I noticed in this second sex scene that I notice in a lot of the stories is that quite often male sexual actions are put into these aggressive and combative terms. Like when Tom has an erection which is pressed up against Jess's vagina, it's threatening to impale her. And in any other context, somebody threatening to impale you would be a bad thing. But during sex, it's like it's part of the enjoyment for the woman that there is this element of danger to intercourse and that you're having something aggressive done to you. But there seems to me something incongruous about it, that there's violence and aggression during a moment of love and pleasure-seeking. Those two seem almost at opposite ends of a spectrum, and they're combined in a way which kind of makes sense and kind of doesn't here. And I see it in a lot of other stories too. So it's obviously a thing. A quick word on the actual stripping. I want to talk about song choices. Lands down, one shot. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've never heard this song before, and I probably can't play it to you on the podcast without getting into copyright difficulty, but I have just listened to it, and it's much more of a rock song than I thought it was going to be. I was expecting it to be like a kind of techno beat, but it's not like that at all. It's a bit like, I guess it's a bit of a rock ballad about a stripper, as far as I can tell. I mean, I didn't listen to the whole song because it's really not my style of music. But, you know, I skipped around on the track and had to listen to various parts of it. It wasn't what I was expecting. Second song, Cherry Pie, (laughs) which I think is kind of a classic stripping song. And then an even bigger classic, Pour Some Sugar On Me, Def Leppard. But again, like more rocky than I was expecting. I was thinking that all the songs would be, I guess, a bit more like dance music or maybe R&B, something kind of in that genre area. I wasn't expecting rock music to accompany a strip. But there we go. I guess, you know, there's all... You can strip to any music, really. Anyway, a fun chapter, and I certainly enjoyed reading it. Let's have a look at what people thought about it in the comments. And all of the comments are short ones. A few from people we've had before, but I'm going to rattle through them all pretty quickly, because it was a long chapter, and this is turning into a long episode. Ambice says, excellent as usual. Boyd Percy says, dangerous game. Black Phobos, (laughs) our Portuguese reader, says, continua interessante, which uh, I'll translate that briefly. Hang on, let me just... Oh, continues to be interesting, (laughs) is what they're saying there. Thanks, Black Phobos. Phaserboy1 says, love this story, but it will end in broken hearts and divorce. And they've put like a kind of sad, gasping face emoji after that. I think they said basically the same thing last week. And we'll, I guess we'll have to see. The jury's out on whether that will come true or not. Wiz1002 says, such a risky strategy, but the storytelling was fantastic. I think you know what my thoughts are on Tom and Jess's strategy at this point. Ken Phillips says, fantastic first three chapters. So excited to see where this goes. Tantanka Bill says, that was sexy as hell. Things are heating up nicely. Kamita says, great start. Really hot. I need a shower. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a level of enjoyment I wasn't expecting. But if you've enjoyed this story as much as Kamita did, then maybe after your shower, head over to literotica.com and search for UK underscore writer underscore 53 as an author. Check out some of their other work, leave them a generous rating, maybe a little comment. And if you really like their work, then you can follow them as an author on the Literotica platform. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then please like and subscribe and give a generous rating to me as well. Of course, I'm going to advise you to tell all of your friends and relatives about the podcast. Get everybody you know listening to it. That's the best way to spread the word and grow the audience. And I'll mention again the Patreon page. There's a link in the description. £5 a month helps to pay for some of the necessary expenses in producing a podcast like this. So if you get something out of this podcast and you can afford to do it, then I'd really appreciate your support. I'll be back in one week's time with Undercover Stripper Chapter 4. Until then, I hope you have a great week. Goodbye. Reveal all except the truth Undercover Stripper Take off your clothes and move your body to distract the eye.
If you don't drag me into the bedroom and fuck my brains out right this second, I'm going to rape you. <laughs> oh God. What the fuck? <laughs>